broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. Hello, everyone. It's C.W. Hall, your host on Midtown Business Radio, joined as usual by my co-host, Dr. David Schwegman, or David Schwegman, as he likes to be known as. And uh, we're happy to be joined in the studio today by a gentleman that was referred to us by somebody we met through the show. Um, we've got Con Jackson here with us in the studio today, um, well known for his uh, shows on radio and TV with uh, Con, Con TV and uh, his radio show. He's uh, a Harvard graduate, uh, experienced in the financial business world. Um, he's an inspirational speaker, goes around uh, doing some seminars, uh, one of them been known as uh, How to Sizzle. He's, uh, sizzle, don't fizzle. <laughs> that's right. Written some books. Um, and uh, we're happy to have you here. Got an interesting story. Um, so thanks for taking some time out of your day to uh, to join us today, Con. Well, CW, it's great to be with you. Dr. David, if I can call you that. <laughs> Just David is fine. awesome. Yep. <laughs> uh, thrilled Glad to be here, in this Con. downtown studio. You know, you drive around Atlantic Station all the time, and now I'm officially in one of the high-rises yeah, that's right. overlooking yeah. uh, the rest of the city. So you got quite the place. Unfortunately, we got one of the little short ones. We're, sh- you know, shrimped in between two of the big guys, but that's okay. It makes us unique. You know, the little guy can take on the big ones. It's a, it's a really neat place what you're doing with Business Radio X and, you know, connecting businesses to businesses, which is, a, 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 you know, a, a, in my heart, you know, going to business school and, and just seeing our city prosper. You know, I came here because I believe that entrepreneurial, just let alone the big, the big boys that you mentioned, maybe Wells, Wells Fargo building next door. But I found coming to Atlanta is like the entrepreneur headquarters of the planet. You know, when you look at some of the big ones now, Chick-fil-A, Home Depot, now Spanx, if uh, you guys are they're shaking their heads, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they don't know what this is with that. No, the, uh, I'm actually by yeah. our chief Woman. operations officer for our medical group. His daughter is doing an Works internship for there. Uh, wow. I have no idea for everybody, right? Yeah, I didn't right. bring any guys. So I'm, I'm wearing looking, mine right now. I'm looking spelt right now. <laughs> Feeling great, Lewis. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, it's, I, I was interested in your, in your background. You, you, you know, had an interesting story that I thought, uh, you know, you, you know, a couple of things really struck me as I kind of uh, spent some time on your website, which I encourage people to do at contv.com. Um, tells a little bit about your background and your, your story. A couple of things resonated with me, actually. You, you mentioned the fact that as a, a young kid, um, you know, had been told that uh, you had learning disabilities. Uh, that resonated with me right away. My own child is one of those kids that uh, seemed to have all kinds of potential, but was struggling in school and kind of fit into that niche. And we were fortunate enough to find out that, uh, you know, it's not learning disabilities. It was a brain type, things like dyslexia and things like that. And in talking before the show, you mentioned that that was kind of the, the type of challenges that you dealt with. And it's not a potential matter. It's a, it's a matter of how does one person learn versus somebody else. So you were obviously able to uh, get some good resources, some folks that uh, gave you some skills that allowed you to work around those challenges, and you were able to move on to great success and obviously being able to attend some, you know, well-renowned uh, schools that of sounds business. sounds like an entrepreneurial story. That's right. Well, <laughs> Challenges, you know. having to learn different. Yeah. Well, uh, you, are, you, know. you are the great American story. That's right. right? You, I mean, you're, you're and the— it's still alive. Let's make sure that we know that it's still alive, the land right. of opportunity. Had, you know, had every opportunity to quit as a young man when you were being told, you're, you know, you're not going to make it, and here you are. Well, yeah, here I am. Uh, the first thing I probably should mention in my story is my name. Um, people are like Khan. Shaka Khan, Ratha Khan. Uh, it's C-O-N-N, and it's an Irish family name. It was passed down from uh, uh, Robert Khan, C-O-N-N Kennedy. So in Ireland, you've got like Connor, Conley. I was going to ask so, you if it was short for Connor or Well, Mendoza. it should be, but it's, it's just not, plain. It's, it's I'm Con, the originator okay. of all the Irish Cons. Um, <laughs> so it's Con Patrick. I think my mom wanted it to be Con Patrick, but... And then my last name is Jackson, so as a kid, I was called Action Jackson, which is well. Hey, cool, there could be then. worse names. It's a good <laughs> name. It's a you yeah. Con Jackson. Uh, you, you remember it, so it really, it's an action figure name. You know, it's somebody you'd see in in the big screen, and uh, and you did see that, and uh, but people don't see me as that character. Not enough muscles. So. I don't know. You look I need like to go an action figure cha- to me. What, it was a hyper <laughs> hyperbaric <laughs> chamber. What is it called? Hyperbaric chamber. It's not Hy- hyperbolic. Hyper- Okay, I was we get hyperbolic here sometimes, yeah. but uh, and bariatric yeah. and everything else. But. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, does it, let me just ask: as we brought up the chamber, and the doctors here, 
Does it help with circulation? Is that all? The, what What are the two things the chamber really does? Wow, that's really you, two good things. That's perfect. Yeah, I mean, well, absolutely, other it things, helps to regrow blood things. vessels and it helps to repair damaged tissues. So people that have had damage from uh, peripheral vascular disease, diabetes, radiation damage, it helps fix those things. That's interesting because I mean, you asked me about my learning disabilities, but yet in the device that he has, and the the body learns to adjust and adapt and and needs uh, proper skills and technology to help them through like you know my learning disability I think my learning disability came to the forefront and I, I do owe this teacher a lot in fifth grade uh, of notifying my parents or my mom because I was just raised by my mom but uh, that at in fifth grade that it wasn't a, from a lack of effort but I was just falling so far behind like Yep. Something's going on, and the then story's I got all too familiar. Luckily, I was tested at the University of uh, Miami, and then they came back and said, "Here's the litany of issues, and you know you shouldn't set up your kid for graduating high school, but you know trade school or something down the road oh, that's might be a possibility." And and luckily, luckily, and again, it's all about you know I'm big on the autism, um, not me personally, but. Yeah, you know, one of the great entrepreneurs here, he started the aquarium. Here's the test for you. Who started the aquarium and Home Depot? Does that, that name Arthur? ring a bell? Yeah, Arthur Blank. The other one. Oh, oh I, no. I didn't know there was another That's one. As far as I know, sorry. <laughs> I'm just now getting to learn uh, more and more about the Atlanta business scene myself uh, as we've started to, to do this show. I've been able to, you know, meet some of the really cool entrepreneurs and business leaders, and we'll be working in that direction, getting ever bigger. But as in autism, it's the early intervention. It's the ability to be diagnosed and then get into the right kind of area. So I think f the message for all of us is that we're going to face challenges regardless of what they are, but how you get around that brick wall or how you are going to learn differently or that good to great strategy that I really adopted. How do you get to great, you know, and surrounding yourself with great people. And that's what you do with the radio show continuously, I think, which makes this great for anyone listening to Business Radio X is the opportunity to hear different stories, different styles, going into the toolbox, trying different things to succeed. And uh, you mentioned the learning disability. So for me, it's auditory retention, which uh, you know I score as a four-year-old. So even now that you can't see on the radio, but I write down everything, you know. So I have to literally cue myself to reminder, and after a while, it it, it will sink in. But it's a happy ending, you know. We got into Harvard somehow, and I give hope to most people that meet me and go, "Gosh, if he got into Harvard, then I totally should have applied." Yeah. So uh, thank goodness you guys all didn't apply when I did. And uh, it turned out to be a pretty good, pretty good education. So obviously, one of the big events in your life, you were working with a financial company uh, or at, at, back in the, you know, back in 2000, the day, right? 2001. Yep, right. um, and uh, obviously, the, the terrorist attacks happened. And, and that was a significant event. And it kind of set you to thinking about some things. And ultimately, through that kind of process of introspection, you came out and, and uh, started a, a Inspire One. Yep. So uh, really quickly, um, the introspection is something that will hit all of us at some point, and it'll hit in different ways. A divorce. It'll hit at, uh, um, you know, a death of a, a family member, uh, a mom and dad especially, because they're usually the ones that are proudest of you. And then that when that anchor goes, you're kind of like, okay, where am I? That kind of reevaluating where you are in life. And for 9-11, the one thing that came up is life is short. Yes. Okay. So if you can come to that conclusion, we lost, and, and I'm sorry that I can't remember, but on the 90th floor uh, was a financial group uh, that did trading, so a group that we used, and you know they lost more employees than any other company that day. Now, we know maybe 3,000 people perished that day, 3,100 if I'm mm -hmm. right, maybe 450 firefighters, in the first responders, but that point for me was here's guys that are doing the same thing that I'm doing <laughs> that, um, um, I'll see you tonight, you know, say goodbye to, or yeah, exactly left for work. And I just had an introspection to say, Hey, life is short. I also, it's a, it's a combination sometimes. So I had a broken engagement, which was for the good. <laughs> I had a broken engagement, nine 11. And I'm kind of like, where am I? Mm -hmm. Let's assess where we are. Because if you get married, you guys that are married, I'm seeing one mm -hmm. wedding ring. I see mm -hmm. two. Uh, the two gentlemen on the show here, C.W. and Dr. David, married. But, I mean, when you have a family, it's harder to do the woohoo 
I'm going right. to go yeah. do something we're changing, different, honey. We're changing directions. Right? Yeah. So for me, that timing was such that I said, you know what, life is short, what I want to do. Before going to business school, I had worked at Disney, and I really loved the power of Disney's messaging about making a difference. So clearly you guys are making a difference in the healthcare community with the show. I decided to make it through what you would call more entertainment. Mm-hmm. And so inspiring message, connecting with people in the know. And um, that first lesson we're going to talk about today is, you know, toast, you know, it's all about toast. And you're like, what does that mean? What is it all about toast? So yeah, we actually all had a joke about it beforehand. We were joking about how much we all like toast. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming it obviously has a different meaning than what we're thinking. So it it, as the show transitions now, I really hope that part of the learnings that I've done in my life I can share in mm-hmm. some ways and might in one way or another get someone out there to think just a little bit differently or, or perspective. And, and in I had the pleasure, the pleasure of interviewing Maya Angelou. Now, we've lost Maya Angelou just uh, a couple months, as you know, and she was a, a great author, poet. Uh, she was, if you watch the Oprah Winfrey show, of course, she was a regular on there. Um, she taught at Wake Forest, just a woman that commanded language, commanded presence. So I remember interviewing her. It was here during the National Black Art Festival. She's walking in. It's a, uh, I had an interview 30 minutes before her event. She arrived five minutes before the event. And, of course, everyone's like, she's not going to interview with you. She's got to get, get prepared. And she said she would do the interview. But I remember her walking in in a cane and having more presence than anyone else ever, ever. You know, and I've, you know, I've interviewed some amazing people, but her presence, her command of the moment, uh, I learned a lot from. And this is what she said to me and is a quote that she is famous for. People will not remember what you say. They will not remember what you did, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And that's pretty profound. So if I can just say it again, it's, it's not what you say. It's not what you do. It's how you make people feel. So sometimes we all have these bosses like, I got the greatest boss. Well, what does he do? I don't know. It just makes me feel great, right? I come Mm -hmm. into work and I enjoy it. So if there's a lesson to learn in there, and that's that whole pursuit of good to great, which of course is a business book, but it also has reflections on each of us as individuals. I started looking at my life and saying, how am I connecting with people? I, I was so caught up in the one, two, three formula, and we've got to do this, and this is where we're going to point A to point B. And if you're a manager out there or you own a business, we get caught up so many times in doing it our way. Mm-hmm. And, and the number one reason I found the other day, 80% of people leave their jobs is because of their boss, not because of the company, 80%. Mm-hmm. So at some point, it's a wake-up call for all of us to say, how are we communicating if we're in a world of communication? So it's all about toast. So here I am. You know, I went to business school, investment banker, worked at Disney. I know how to communicate. You know, this is, my, this is, this is what I do, right? But um, I clearly learned that in my messaging, if I'm true to what Maya Angelou says, not about what you say, I'm like, wow, that's true. If I ask you guys, and I will, who are some of your favorite speakers? Like, who do you enjoy tuning into other than C.W. Hall? You're going to have to give me a minute to think about that one. But you may be flipping the well, channels and stop on somebody. I mean, Tony Robbins, uh, you know, yeah. I, as trite as that sounds, I, I mean, I've got like 11 or 12 DVDs that I'll even, or in CDs, and I'll, I'll do it while I'm running. I right. Mean, the guy, there's something about what he says and you just feel jazzed i mean i I get more excited about listening to him than i do death metal or rap music when i'm running i mean you you listen to death metal i mean the (laughs) the people that i tend to you know spend time listening to are you know more on the political spectrum and you know and and there's things about that that i don't really care for there's the, the ones that i enjoy um and this would really apply to I guess anybody that I'm going to stop and and pay attention to it's it's just exactly what you were you know highlighting a moment ago with regards to the way you feel and and that is one even if it's a serious subject can they inject some humor here and there can they inject some sense of humility with their message uh, are they always right or 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 not do you feel like you could relate to them just because you know we, we we're all imperfect um so you know somebody can make me smile or laugh that can, you know, 
I, I can relate to something they're talking about. Uh, that was one of the reasons why I kind of got interested in talking to you. Just I was I was pleased that you had told those elements of your background story you know, on your biography because I was like, oh wow, there was a uh, a, a radio uh, talk show you did on uh, loving yourself, and I was like, wow, that's something that I've recently learned a little bit about. Um, so you know, just like you say, relating to the way somebody makes you feel, it makes total sense, and it would seem to me that. You know, our show is a you know, one that helps businesses in the community. I would think that the application there would come into the fact that one of the things that we do here is foster relationships. And, um, you know, how much of business is based on that? You know, do you do you relate to the person who's sitting here trying to show you their, you know, Shazam Cillin, as David calls it, um, you know, that uh, they're, they're coming to you with a product or a service that's fantastic for you. But how do you relate to them? Do you feel like there's somebody that was you know, that's believable, that's truthful, that's, you know, going to take care of you. Well, uh, it's interesting that uh, exactly what you said, to be able to relate, the authenticity. But it was interesting when I asked the question, who do you, who do you listen to? Like, you know, my, my come to my mind are like Joel Olstein or Andy Stanley, and I'll explain more how they've been involved in my life not religiously because they connect so well like but what yeah. you said Andy doctor is amazing. what mm-hmm. uh, you said uh doctor in in your answer was you know I have 11 of his books or D- CDs I listen to him when I run and what what you said was exactly what we need to take away he made me feel jazzed yeah right you said that he feel that feel remember my angela mm-hmm. said feel so I've listened to Andy Stanley, let's say, 50 times, Joel Olstein 100, and I literally cannot sit here on a blackboard and tell you more than a couple of things that they've ever said. So I'm like, what is the correlation to you know not remembering what they said, but yet I'm listening to it over and over and over again? And that's where the, the word toast came into my life. And I finally got to a point, guys, where it was imperative to be good to great good to great and so good to great started with me saying what are what's something i can challenge myself this year to do and for me it was toast masters toast masters is a worldwide organization for public speaking right so we are in the communication business so please don't think of it as oh i have a radio show or i am anthony robbins or you know out in the uh, andy stanley with whatever he has 15,000 church members I'm having a, a ma- I'm a manager and I'm meeting with seven of my people, right? But you've got to remember, and that's the, the name of my company, Inspire One. Inspire One is all about inspiring one person at a time. And the greats, the greats at communication, and where my, my story comes to, is when you go and hear these folks speak and you say, wow, that message was just for me. Wow. And there's whatever... 2,000 other people in there saying the same thing. And at some point, you've got to dissect what my Angelou said and say, what are the qualities of being a great communicator? And if we're going to be business to business and it's relationship oriented, it's all about connecting. So what Toastmasters helped me do is realize that, hey, I'm not as good as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Boom. It's a, a, a little meetings. There's 7,000 members in Atlanta. There's You know, you have a little club of maybe 20 people there's a Sun Trust one. There's a Wells Fargo one in your company. There's you can look it up. But how it changed my life is the direction that Maya Angelou challenged me. I went into Toastmasters and said, "Here are three things you need to know today." Well, that's kind of boring because if no one's going to remember what I say, well then, <laughs> what? Who cares what three things I do? So then I went to, uh, you know, I began to realize that. And then one of your points, CW, was humor, right? Humor, relatability. I was like, oh, I got to be funny, but I'm not funny. Well, guess what? That's not a quality that you can check the box and say, well, I'm not funny. Well, guess what? You better learn to be funny. So there's a Toastmaster group called Joker's Wild. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go to that group because those people have learned how to incorporate humor. And it's really about only identifying your life lessons. There are things that happened in your life as a doctor at Emory. I know you you were, were over at Emory and there's things that happen with your patients that we, you know, that are in some respects humorous now that we look back on it. And, you know, I always think doctors, like when an emergency, when someone comes in, the reason I'm not a doctor is they're like, bullet wound to the head. <laughs> what page was that in the manual? I don't, what do you do? Like, I don't know. It's, so is. we can live through your stories. Like, we don't have to be a, a heart surgeon or understand uh, 
everything about it, but there's the stories were late. So then let me just segue then to the final thing. I go to Toastmasters and my journey, humor's great, but storytelling is where it's always at. Mm -hmm. And whether you're religious or not, Jesus taught by parables, Andy Stanley, amazing relatability. You could tell a health story to us today. It may not be the exact condition we have, but we can relate. So how to tell stories, how to be succinct. You know, there's a time that, limit in Toastmasters, right? That is a problem right? for me. I've got to learn that. No, it's key. It's key. So if, if anything comes out of this today is the idea that you're challenging yourself to be better and realizing that if communication and relationships are key, how are you communicating? Can you be succinct to the point and get your message across? And I think practicing that in something like Toastmasters is quintessential. You know, I would venture to guess that most people are in a place in their lives where they're desperately seeking inspiration. I know that I'm in that spot right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was told once that people make the biggest and best decisions in their life when they are either have moment, having moments of great inspiration or great desperation. Mm -hmm. And I would submit that most people would rather have the former rather than the latter and hoping you can maybe just talk a little bit about that and how do you actually get to the place? You know, I, I, not to digress, but have heard so many stories of Tony Robbins where I'll feel inspired yet 10 hours later that yeah. sort of washes away okay. and how to how to maintain that level of inspiration when you talk about that i you know what, what you made me think about is and i've thought about this myself many times but i think that the, you can feel inspired and feel hopeful and this is what i would really like to try but the fear of leaving what's familiar even if what is familiar is very unpleasant to you it brings you know going back to what Khan was talking about earlier, how the way you feel in your daily space is is bad. The the, the fear of not knowing what's out there when but you do follow that. But that's the greatest reward. Yeah, but right. that's that's the hard part. That's why sometimes desperation is where it, what actually move, moves you. But yeah, that's that's a great point. There are several people out there that are listening right now that were in my same shoes that I could use. That I'm in a rut, I'm just in a rut, or I'm just uh, hostage to my daily routine. Like I, you know, I just. I'm just going through the motions. And the hardest step of inspiration, as we all know, is the first step. Zig Ziglar always said the hardest step is the first step. And what I'm proposing in Toastmasters or anything else is that first step is not a huge risk. I'm not asking you to leave your career. I'm not asking you to uh, go home and have that conversation with your wife or, or, you know, or have this income. And now. But try something new. It's, it could be volunteering, but you've got to move out of the rut. You've got to move out of the daily routine and get exposure. And once you start getting exposure, you're like, wow, I, it's feeding me. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. And this is, a, I go back to my Angela because she's impacted my life. If you learn, teach. What does that mean? If you learn, teach. So Andy Stanley the other day busted me. I'm not a member of his church, but I literally go, and if you haven't heard of Andy Stanley or you could go to... Uh, Creflo Dollar, or there's a several other amazing pastors here in Atlanta. Big, if, if they have a huge congregation, I'm not asking you to be a member of the church. I'd literally go to hear Andy Stanley speak. I'm like, what is it that this 40-something-year-old dude can connect to 25 to 35-year-olds, 2,000 of them, who have the attention span of, for two minutes and a half on YouTube videos, and he, he moves you. What is he doing? And, and I bought his book, and he, he only comes, in his 45 minutes, he only wants to deliver one message, one line. He, but he has a, a mythology of how to deliver. It's not a bunch of lines. So back to you about trying something new, a risk, the greatest rewards, mm -hmm. is trying something new. So I tried, whether it was yoga, whether, you know, getting out of my routine, being around people I've never been before, seeing whether it's a different skin color, a different point of view, but get out of your comfort zone and start dancing with people that have a different perspective. We talked about travel. Well, if, you, if you haven't been anywhere other than Tybee Island, dang it, you better get out of Georgia. And, uh, you know, to get exposure. And once you have that exposure to music we talked music what you said you listen what did you say you dropped what did you say metal death metal death metal like <laughs> it'll make you deaf is what it'll do right but um i'm hoping that in all those and you know is not necessarily knowing what the second step is 
I I moved to Atlanta, didn't know anybody. I wanted to start TV and radio. I mean, I'm 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 on the odd scale of just jumping in and trying to figure it out. But there are many people that um and uh, and, uh Anthony Robbins talks about making a 1 degree change. And what happens a 1 degree change over the ocean if you're right. traveling sailing? Yeah. 1 degree is going to put you on a whole new destination. Right. So why not try that 1 degree change? And and that's one of the things about uh we I've got to get this name. Let's do it again. The chamber that people go in. <laughs> Hyperbaric. Barrick. Yeah. Barrick. So yeah, I have to pressure. write it down. If I don't see it, I, high pressure you know, everyone will repeat means. it louder and louder. It's hyperbaric, hyperbaric. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I'm not processing it. Hyperbaric chamber is um, by going in there, you're giving your, you know, you're making a change, right? Sure. Is it a biochemical change? What, what a, do you call it? It's a physiologic change. Physiology. Mm-hmm. And so you make that change mentally or in the body adapts and starts healing. And, and I would just suggest making that first step, whatever it is, you know, going to, uh, you know, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up with this thought. Andy Stanley the other day said, you know what? All you guys are coming in here. And he said, guys, you're probably sitting in the back row and you're coming here to learn. But how many are you doing? So we read the books and we were doing all that, but something's going to hit you. Something, be aware of it. I drove, the other day I became aware of people stranded on the road because I was stranded. I said, you know, how many, I sat sat, sat on the road and I was watching hundreds of cars pass me, like going, (laughs) and all of a sudden I was like, they don't even care about me. And so the last couple days I started noticing, oh, someone needs a jump. Oh, this poor lady ran out of gas. Let me help you. Like you just become aware Mm -hmm. when you're in the, when you're in your routine, you're not aware. And it, it brings so much growth and it allows you to become what you said, relatable, believable, authentic. And so I would just challenge you, and in the next two weeks, something's going to present yourself, a volunteer activity, something that's going to allow you to step out of your comfort zone and just take a step and just, hmm, that's not too bad. Let me take another step. We've been talking with Con Jackson of Con TV. Now we've got to get him out of here. This guy talks. Uh, no, no, I this love this. You It's one of those. Usually I have a clock. It's, it's like it's, beep, you know, blinking red. We, we've already, I haven't waved my hands yeah, that's yet. That's right. We've got a ways to go yet, so we're going to keep on talking. Um, one word. Tell me about that. Uh, one word is gorgeous. One Thank word you. is gorgeous. <laughs> Krista, your producer here, everyone. I didn't get an introduction today. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> So, yeah, here I am. See, what, what, your first name? Krista. The irony Krista. is one word uh-huh. is two words. That's kind of ironic. So I did meet Krista, and the one interesting thing about Krista is that she's wearing uh, zombie-proof boots today. Do you, I am. Do you? I am, yes. My ankles are safe in case of a zon- zombie apocalypse because uh, you know those little suckers will bite your ankles, and you're down. You're done. I didn't know that was the there number one attack area. There have been sightings in Atlantic Station. Well, I'm just so. overly prepared. I'm just saying. I mean, we do have security downstairs, but we have, <laughs> we have, we have had zombie sightings <laughs> in Isn't it Atlantic apocalypse? Station. It so, is amazing. You know. But that's the, 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 the thing about zombies and the, and the uh, vampires is the beauty of storytelling. I mean, it's just storytelling, and people are just so mesmerized by the hey, whole process. I don't process. know. Yeah, there, me, I, there could be truth But I'm in telling it. you, I'm this weekend, saying. if you want to step out of your comfort zone, and we'll get to the, my one word, is Dragon Con. So if you guys are in Atlanta over Labor Day weekend, there's an event called Dragon Con, the largest sci-fi convention in America. And, and, and the other thing I'm going to call out, and this is important for those listeners, if any of you are the... Uh, whining about the ALS videos. If any of you are, and there's many of you, if you, if you start asking yourself, why am I poo-pooing these videos? There's effort uh, to film it. It's for a cause. Well, they're not giving money. And ask yourself, what is this negativity that's entering into your mind that you can't celebrate what people are doing in, in, in a cause that is bringing community? And the other thing is the Dragon Con folks. You know, Dragon Con, largest sci-fi convention downtown, five hotels, they're gamers, they love their sci-fi, and let me tell you, you want to get out of your comfort zone? Just take one day and just see what people's passion is, whether it's zombies, vampires. You know, I actually, uh, well, I'm not proud of this, but uh, Dragon Con Parade a couple years back, um, the netherworld section with the zombies, I cried. I cried. I'm not. You had an emotional that. connection. That's what <laughs> yeah, it's all about. I was right? in the arms of some sweaty gamer I didn't know, and there was definitely there was a connection. There was love. It was a love yeah. connection. Yeah. But they have stormtroopers, and all I'm asking in Atlanta, 
if you're living in Atlanta and asking why you live here, six million people, six million people, and then activities every weekend, cultural activities. I, I've heard more languages spoken, you know, downtown Atlanta. I think it's gorgeous. I think we live in a city of opportunity of taking first steps and, and, and not even having to go that far to do it. But you asked about my one word. 90, how many percent, 99% of us fail on New Year's resolutions. So some of us have given up on New Year's resolutions. It's like, it doesn't work. There's probably a psychology doctor behind it, you know, why it, why it doesn't work. But what we found in, in, in talking to guests is my one word. So the idea is... Um, I've got a theory on that, by the way. All right, go ahead. I want to hear your pre-theory. Well, it ties in, you know, my theory on why it doesn't work ties into your radio piece on loving yourself. And I believe the reason why you don't follow through on your resolution, because you make a resolution because you look at your life and some facet of it and your spirit tells the child that is the human, dude, you got to change this. You got to, you got you could do better. You could, you could love yourself better in this way. And the reason why you fail is because you cannot accept your own love. And therefore, you don't believe you're worthy of the change, and so you can't stick with it. That's powerful. That's very philosophical. That just happened. And that for came me from a dude. Like you know, no. you don't expect Man. that from a dude. You know, wow, but, you were a transformation, bro. Yeah, seriously, it's been it's been uh, uh, you know high altitude kind of you know. You need two or three today years. to write a poem to your wife and bring her flowers. I think that would be awesome. That's your homework. It's, That's your homework. It's, it's, it's Valentine's she Day would, every day in my house. Are you kidding me? When's the last time you brought flowers? Not to put you on the spot. Uh, not, I haven't brought her flowers, but I've... Well, uh, tonight. I, I've sent, tonight, I a send, poem and I a send, flower. I send I love yous all the time. No, but public do something... And I, but, private and... Yeah, there, that's another book I so buy into is the five love languages. But I do surprise her with cards and flowers I'm on a regular basis. It's just been a few days. The five love languages. If there's any book on relationships, communication is learning how people receive love. We give love in the certain way that maybe we receive it, but there's other way. You know, like that's why in um, in those divorce couches or pre-divorce couches when you go to a counselor. You know, someone goes, I do this for you, dude. I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this to show you my love. And the other person's like, it really doesn't matter. That's, you know, and they're not realizing how, you know, to, to truly love someone. What are you going to do the poem tonight for us? I mean, we're, this is a first step. I'll do a poem. I'll try I to come up with a ready. poem. You know, I, it won't be hard. And no just, Violets are, what is it? <laughs> we can just go around Roses the are table red, and Violets are blue. Most poems rhyme, but this one don't. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, the one thing about uh, New Year's, uh, about the, we had a lot of feedback on you know, learning to love yourself, and it was, it was, it was hearing for the first time the cardinal, golden rule. If you, I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll ask around. Does, uh, Chris, do you know the cardinal rule, golden rule, if I said, what is the golden rule? Uh, do unto others as others would do unto you. Pretty close, yeah. I've, that's probably the same do thing. Do I get a poem and some flowers? <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on I'm that. a zombie about to walk in. If, you, if I said the golden rule, um, it's very similar to that. Love thy neighbor as thyself. But that's the problem. That's what people do. Exactly. Right. And so that's, that's why, why we love that's yourself why we're so when mean you to start, each other. Yeah, when you're cast out against the ALS video or something. There's something inside that's like, why? I, I think the real thing you want to do is love yourself like you love your neighbor because you love friends and other people often more than you love yourself. And in fact, you get hung up on feeling, needing to have that affirmation come from them and not yourself. We're going to have a group hug, CJ, in just a minute here. Is that fire going warm enough for the marshmallows <laughs> yet? Well, my one word, the concept of my one word is the idea that you adopt a word for the year. And it takes some thought. It takes some thought. But you, you know, and then you have to be held accountable to it. So it's sharing it with your wife. It's sharing it with your coworkers. But it's really being reflective. Uh, words that I've seen people choose are gratitude, authenticity, mm -hmm. planning, prepare, mm -hmm. grow. One person actually had square pants as their word, right? And you're like, what, what the heck does yeah. that mean? But if you've ever seen the cartoon, you would have if you have kids. But square, uh, SpongeBob loves people and even people that are mean to him he just opens his arms and he wants to hug you and he's he's the you know like so if you're an introvert for him that meant during the year i'm going to open my heart and be the first one to greet someone whether in the elevator or on the subway or you know it's just a, it's a mindset and it's mm -hmm. a constant 
working on that. Last year, mine with authenticity. I'm a guy. I'm always good. Never have problems. Never share about my day. Well, yes, you know what? That alienated me from my partner. I mean, they want to hear. My day wasn't that great. Mm -hmm. Well, tell me why. Right? That's authenticity, learning to be authentic. I was known as Mr. Happy all the time, and, and it's hard to connect with people that are authentic. It's uh, not authentic. It's yes, really it hard is, yeah. if you present yourself like that. So mm -hmm. I'm not asking for a um, kind of a small group dump down right now of well, our feelings. Well, I have feelings. one, but mine is not one word. Mine is two. And I, it, it's funny. I was uh, in a store, uh, I don't know, a few months ago, uh, an athletic sporting goods store and uh noticed some uh uh I'll, I'll plug under armor it was an under armor um sweatbands for the for your arm and on them it says i will and i'm like I, 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 i'm gonna I, I drove 30 minutes i didn't buy them that time but i went back it was like a 30 minute you were ride for the sale yeah. Yeah. And so I you will know, when it's on sale. When it's on sale. <laughs> no, yeah. I will later. They're, they're, that's right. I will nice. come back you and get these. Them. I will come back and get these. And I did. Um but they're you know, they're bright orange, you know, they show up and you know, here and, and when I'm not geared up like this today, um I frequently wear them around um when I'm not being athletic. Um wear one on my arm and I have it facing myself not where you can read it it's where i can read it on my arm so then it's taking it the next step and this is the part of the word so you have the mm -hmm. word and i do it right i but will what be kind i will be grateful i oh, will okay. i will treat myself with love see and it's a reminder it's so can you share this is uh, not to put you on a point but where's a where's a uh an instance where you saw the words and realized you made a change immediately, mindset-wise. Like, well, I was already getting to that place, and so it, that's why it resonated with me when I saw it. I'm like, I, I like, I like visible reminders. I have several. I'm, but it could gotta, be in an argument with your wife because it's going to happen, and yeah. you'll see it at that moment and mm -hmm. say, "Oh, wow!" So the word is is visible, and then it has to have that ability to change you instantly. So it'll be interesting as you process that word. You know, I will. And that's a pretty big statement, as, as, as you say. But I'd be very interested in for it to really to work for any of us, like prepare. That's my word. I realized I just showed up. I just showed up. I was the dude that when I went to bed, and I don't have kids, so you guys are different. But when I went to bed, I was like, when's the latest I can wake up to get dressed, drive into work, and be there at whatever time? It, the didn't, it did not include the word prepare it did not include in many you know and i'm not asking guys to do this but journaling is so powerful meditation not sitting in a room and going um but being quiet and thinking about your day and thinking about what is most prudent i just i you know i uh, live by they call it, and this is not necessarily the best word for it but email terrorists so email terrorists are the people that drop you an email and all of a sudden that changes your whole day I, I go in, the first thing I do is I open my email and I'm like, I'm held hostage by whatever everybody else's agenda is versus what I prepared my day. And so some people, and the word, the word prepare, and I've learned, and that's my word for the year, is I go into work and I don't open my email for an hour. I don't open it for an hour because really, is it how important is it if the person hasn't walked down the hall and come and see me in my office? Like, So I have that hour to to really set my agenda and then of course respond as, as, as we respond respect is a word less I'm going to commit to less and focus on you know what I have on my plate uh, um, what were some of the other words listen men hello <laughs> listen right we've been, we've been talking with Con Jackson of Con TV and and, uh, and also known on his radio show and we're, we're getting some ex excellent information that will help both the person sitting out there listening today that's just a, a person trying to change their life but i think that the things that we're talking about today is as kind of almost free handed free form as today's conversation is uh, i think that there's some definite applicability to the person that's out there trying to move a business forward i think that uh if you you know take some of these nuggets that relational. you've been putting out so I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a believer in relations yeah i want to come to see dr david because you know what I, I barely know him, but I trust. I already have this feeling of trust. Like, mm -hmm. whatever he says, I'll do. 
right? Mm-hmm. I mean, get in the chamber and bam, you're gonna, you know. So you just, so yes, all this is about communication and business to business, people to people, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's probably a publication called that, all right, but it's all about how we relate to people, and and uh, and I think that if you have an inherent belief of good to great, always challenging yourself, I think you're 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 going to be a great human and make a difference. I'll give a shout out to my you know great friend and uh, my spouse Julie. Um, she has a, a challenge for herself that when she's getting onto an elevator and somebody else is either on the elevator or she's getting on with them, that she will engage in at least a minor conversation with them. She will strike up a conversation. And for me, that the the thought of that was always terrifying. I'm I'm the person that gets on the elevator and tries to be invisible. You know, I, right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable engaging with somebody that I've never met before, especially if it's a room full of people or a small intimate setting like an elevator. But uh, I decided to challenge myself. I like that because guys, us guys, as we age into our 30s and 40s, process people like LinkedIn. Serious. The lady goes, that. are you like me? Do I well, relate to you already? Well, potential client? This is a client, you know, can I make money off this person, you know, it, it, you know, but we don't look at that person like, is this, could this be a, just a friend or someone in the building? Like she gets on the elevator and it's not about how am I yeah, going to put right, this in right. a folder? Yeah. I don't know. Just a pleasant exchange of being humans together. That's, that leaves you going, oh, that was nice. And I was so inspired by that, that I've tried it on a few occasions and I leave feeling, we were talking about way things make you feel, uh, uh, it makes me feel great, uh, you know, to engage another human like that unexpectedly, just mm-hmm. kindness. Doctor, let me ask you, Doctor David, um, just about that relation with the patient, because sometimes I know with you, the pa- it's not always about health. How are the kids? I mean, you're great about wanting to know them more than just, you know, how we're going to treat this diabetes today. Of course. I mean, they're well, like, not you say, of course, but <laughs> well, many of us uh, realize we go to doctors. Healing that aren't starts like right that. when they walk in the door, right? Well, absolutely. The patient is the disease is a very, very small component about who they are, and I mean that's really what you you want to be able to connect with them. When you connect with your patients, you'd be surprised at the information that they tell you that not only helps you take care of their illness, but it helps you take care of them as a whole and how to you listen so i know i appreciate you picking up that a lot of the variables that we talked about all go back to business and just relating with people well it's you know i just think it's easy to overlook that you you know when you're you're in business you're trying to sell something you you feel the urge to sell and you want to bend somebody to your will but i'm finding that uh, as i've begun to relax and to stand more still <laughs> lately uh, and to you know just try to give people truth that things are, tend to be coming to me rather than so how does that work in your I will statement I will be truthful even when it's not necessarily uh, am I a good guest or a great guest you've been great. a great guest oh, you've been a, you know, yeah. lightning is striking you, him you, right you, now you've been a great guest <laughs> uh, because you've been I so relatable and and you feel true uh, i i used you know i used that word yesterday when we were talking about the possibilities of getting together today on the show and it's one of the things that i love about what we do here it's true there there is no there's no person that engages with us here at our radio station at business radio x there is no loser there the, the from the person who comes on our show and has the opportunity to get access to a media outlet that's not going to edit their story for them, that's not going to just tell the points that, that, that they feel is important for that person. They're going to let you just talk. Even if you're not very eloquent, you can come and talk and tell your story. We want you to do that. If you do that, that's great. If you're a, a company that— You don't have the gong? Like, remember that gong show? No. Like, I still haven't and, loaded and, the and, sound and, effects and that's, and, that, and that's what's honest, uh, awesome about what we do because the big boys, the traditional old-school media, they can't do that. They won't do that. They don't believe that they can sell it. But uh, we don't have to sell it. It's so awesome to be able to just give it to somebody and it be real and true. Um, you know, to the company that says, you know what, I, I want to be able to serve my space, my vertical, my set of you know people that we interact with in our work life. We want to open a channel that feeds them information that could help everybody that's involved, whether it's 
um, you know, getting access to, you know, people listening to today, I think are going to come away with some nuggets of information that might help them in their daily business life. Uh, somebody that uh, listens, uh, that's a small business owner that's trying to get capital might actually benefit and have their company's, you know, situation turned around by knowing that now account is here. So we get to link people up with information that helps them. And they're, you know, <laughs> that again, there's no, there's no loser along the way. So, uh, for me, that being, you know, going back to your question about uh, I will and, you know, how does that apply, you know, to me being truthful and just being able to hand that out freely seems to be. Well, time is precious, as we know. So time is precious. So we're grateful for many of the businesses here, including myself, Inspire One, uh, to be on Business Radio X. I mean, what a what a great platform you, you guys have given us today. And I, and I hope that the go away message just for me is how important communication is and how to, uh, improve it. Uh, not your, not that you have to go back to college, but there's plenty of organizations to help your messaging. And also we talked about the one word, you know, how you're, you know, good to great. And your word is I will doctor. Have you thought about a word yet? And just I haven't. I've been so enthralled just actually no. sitting here listening. I, that is the God's honest truth. Been, it's well, he's, been, maybe he's, he's, li- he's a good listener already, so that wouldn't be your word. When you say keep it small, tell me about that. This is a, a another thing that as us guys age, um, Pope Francis, you know, the great, the new Pope, I don't know if you know, but he's changing things. He's mm-hmm. changing things. He's He's moving from having... 250 cardinals in a room to bringing them into his office five at a time. Um, one of the challenges is men, uh, as we get older, we become isolated, inaccessible. Uh, you know, we dream of autonomy, of being independent, but we're creatures of community. And I would challenge you, whether you're Jewish, Christian, um, in some regards, get involved in a small group that can hold you accountable, where you can share feelings. And mm-hmm. for me, for me, it's in the church. A small group is not necessarily a Bible study, but it's a five guys, maybe ten, mm-hmm. that meet on a regular basis. Your wife gives you the, you know, it's not golfing. I mean, that's golfing is fun, but just where you can really share what's going on in your life. I do that with a six-man group. Well, actually, now it's down to four, but every other week we get together, and it's awesome. It's uh, so you need to go out and find yeah. two to join. That's right. You guys, hey, there's two. <laughs> You're welcome. It's right okay. here. Come on. So this, women do this. It's called girls' night out. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and they sit around a table. Usually, I went to a tapas restaurant. Tapas, right? I want to make <laughs> yeah. sure I went to a tapas <laughs> restaurant, guys. And I was like, why are there so many girl tables here at a tapas restaurant? Well, guys, we like one big plate with everything on it. But they, they're sharing food, they're sharing stories, they're relating to life, they're telling stories of, you know, raising the kids that aren't going well, and it's a really great healing thing that mm-hmm. us guys miss out on yeah. by not finding that small group. Now, we have chambers of commerce that are big, but I would really ask you guys to really think about that accountability uh, group, five guys that, you, you know, just meet every Monday night, and your wives gives you the, you know, the thumbs up because they know what's happening there is, is amazing. No, all that, the guys are speechless. They're like, I don't. I know. I, I know exactly that. what you're talking about. It's because the wheels are spinning. Yeah, yeah. But you share confidentiality, accountability. You know, guys. You, you know, we we go through this rut, this routine, but we don't have that guy time. To, you know. So when you say keep it small, you're you're more than not you're talking to us men out in the world here to try to relate or find a space where we can relate to a smallish group of people. You know that we can you know, share with, we can actually open up and engage on a human yeah, level. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying in faith, most of us believe in a God. So there could be a spiritual, a mm-hmm. small groups that meet at the coffee place, but five guys, six guys, like I said, that, that come together in confidentiality, accountability. Uh, so you go through struggles, you go through doubts, they help you, prop you up, they, you talk about, you know, you know, you can talk about sports, but your concerns, your needs, your hurts, it's just something we don't typically do, but it's going to make you a better man, a better lover, right? And I, I, I don't want to say anything else, but if you become a better Keep lover, going. that leads to more, <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Sound effects. All the guys better be. Chicka, chicka, bump, Hey, you know, but you're right. You know, you become a better listener. You have to listen and you have to engage. You have to because think about Because men at our else. age, we isolate ourselves. Yeah. We do. It's like we got our family. What happened to my free time? You kind of get a little bit angry. Be careful of that anger. Be careful of that anger because the anger is not the ability to share. Well, and see, maybe your wife isn't the... There's a, there's a difference between anger and resentment. Whoa. All right, let me get my pen. This is, this, is, this is stronger than 40 acres of garlic. We may right. have to do anger a and resentment. To anger, anger is a self-preservation. It's an emotion, and an emotion only lasts moments. It's, it's to spur you to action. It's, this situation is dangerous to me somehow. It, it, it's causing fear within me. I need to, I, I got it's heightened sense. It's heightened, it's intense. But if it was yesterday and I feel angry about it today, that's a choice. You're choosing to go back and relive yesterday's events and think about, oh, that hurt real bad. That, that, it's not conscious that, though. That, you know, it, it's more and conscious than it, you aware than you think. It once you, when you're you, bringing it to light when now. You, huh? When you ponder it, it really is a choice. But you would be great in a small group. You would help someone like me. Like I'm really, this is really upsetting me. And then you could tell me, you know, this is how you could think of it differently. I guess what you have to do is you have to analyze it. Am I being? Am I angry or am I being resentful? Because if you're being resentful, then really the choice is yours to let it go at that point. In the moment when the information that causes the emotion is brand mm-hmm. new, yeah, that's an emotion, that's but that will pass. If you're still angry about it tomorrow, you chose to be that way. Wow. Think about yeah. it. It's true. But shouldn't it still be addressed? Yeah, but the the being addressed is, yeah, you got to, you know, communicate. Yeah. You know, and you got to communicate effectively. You don't want to go on the attack. You want to get resolution. People want to win okay. sometimes. There's, there's yeah, a, yeah. the jealousy of where you are in life and what someone else's success are. And God, when are you going to help me out? And when's my turn? Those are all attitudes. Right. So it, but these are parts that you have to, you know, you, ha- you, you have to share. And a lot of times guys, guys that get isolated, start trying to control the outcome. Yeah. You got to let it go. That's the key. We try to control the outcome, try to control other people's emotions. But I've had a joy being with you. I mean, you know, we we got to talk about toast. (laughs) We got to talk about, you know, the power of small groups. And and, and this is, you know, it could be a a community of new business folks. But I don't want you to always think of it as in a business context. Don't think of everyone you meet as LinkedIn. Like, how is this, you know, colleague going to benefit me to this? But just... Find those guys, those friends, those people you meet on the elevator, you, you know, the, that have no, no, what do you say, uh, money in the fire? Not money in the fire. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. There's, but there's no, no whiff them. There's no what's in it for me. There's yeah, just, uh, just, hey, there. you're a person. I'm, I'm, I'm CW. How are right, you? Great day today. Right, Beautiful exactly. outside, right? Right. You know, and, that kind and, of thing. And building a friendship. Mm-hmm. That's building a friendship. Being open to have a have a new one into your life, and even if it's for a few moment, a few moments, that's for, that's pretty strong. Um, light versus dark. We got time to to talk about that last concept. We talked a little bit about before we started today. You know, before we close it out, you, you want to touch on that? I or have you aha moments in come life. I got to share aha what an aha moment is because I have more learning from aha moments than anything else in life. When you have an aha moment where you learn something on your house where everyone else rolls their eyes and goes, like, one of my first aha moments was when I guess I was 12, I'm in church, and my tie is split. You know, the big half is on one side and the little half is on the other, right? And I'm sitting there, and this is ridiculous, and, you know, and at that time, the tie clips weren't, you know, they were granddaddy, and I was like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) And at some point, I turned the tie around and saw that little tag. (laughs) Said, oh, Holy you can ride. It was so wonderful. I was just thinking I could invent that. I was so wonderful. that I was camping with my best friend uh, in the Canadian mountains there. And I looked at, we were there for three days. And I looked up and I go, man, these mountains are so rocky. And then you're like, oh, dude, the Rocky Mountains. Holy cow. And then I was helping my niece the other day. Deep thoughts, uh, right. ladies and so gentlemen. Right, so now all of a sudden I'm losing my credibility. And then I'm helping my niece on the amendments. <laughs> On the amendments, you know, like yeah. she's like, how many of the amendments do you know? And I got through one and two and then it got all befuddled. And, the, you know, we got to the fifth amendment, you know, and, and then all of a sudden I went, 
I plead the fifth. <laughs> That's from the Fifth Amendment. I didn't know what these people were doing. Right. I'm sorry. So you know, but I didn't. So, and the golden rule, when you, when you on your own read it and go, oh, love thyself. Because sometimes you think, you know, loving yourself is, particularly women sometimes, is last place. A mom, you know, loving themselves is last place. But for a guy, that kind of sounds egotistical. So the light and dark, just, I've, I realize it with my dreams. Like, in the dark, I'm not held accountable. So my dreams, if they're inside me and I've never vocalized them, if I don't, if I don't share it with you, like a weight loss or all these different things, the number way, one way to lose weight, the number one way to lose weight is to have an accountability partner. Did you, not joining a gym, not getting a, a, um, uh, a book or something or eating different is just having an accountability partner. So with, with the light and dark is please understand there's dreams inside you. And if you keep them inside, they'll always be in the dark. When I moved to Atlanta and said, I want to do programming that inspires others. Cause I felt like, um, there wasn't, uh, that much programming other than Oprah. I came to the, I have, I call Atlanta the, I have a dream city, hmm. right? But if I have a dream and I don't share it with anybody, there's nobody who can help me. And I'm telling you, as soon as you go out there and say, I want to try to do this, my first step is, you know, you, you mentioned Dr. David earlier about, you know, I get all motivated, but I don't know what to do. And in 10 hours later, I've lost it. But it's by sharing and saying, I want to make a difference in the community. I don't know where. As soon as you speak that, Someone in the elevator you meet, someone at your church, someone in your office mm -hmm. is going to go, oh, there's this great volunteer opportunity this weekend. I'd love to have your help. Oh, wow. But if I had never opened it up to, to anyone, there it is. It's locked inside. So for me, I've had angels that have come out of nowhere. Yep. The reason I'm on this show today is not because CW knew who the heck I was. Nope. That's right. Dr. David didn't even know me. He's like, there's a potential hyper eric patient uh, i probably need it right for blood flow i have more aha moments if i go in the ch in the chamber i don't think so no. all right well the light and the dark example for me and it's benefited me is to get my dreams and aspirations into the light because then someone has a chance to help me and there are people that want you to succeed mm -hmm. we all mm -hmm. think there's naysayers and you can't do that and no you don't you know sarah blakely who we mentioned the founder of of uh Spanx, said she never told her family what she wanted to do, but she told other people because mm -hmm. the family's too yeah, concerned you with you. Oh, that. I don't know. You know, yeah. you don't have time, but get it out into down. the light. Yep. Spanx would not be in existence if she didn't go out there and say, hey, did you, how do I do this? You know, how do I make this idea happen? And people will come out of the woodwork at the beginning. I call the angels that don't want any money from you. They're just directional. So I hope that you'll get your uh, dreams out into the light. Well, Con Jackson, I have to say that uh, I find it extremely fortuitous the most recent ghost that, guest I, we have. that I had a conversation with uh, Laura O'Connor of Now Accounts yesterday, just chatting and said, hey, by the way, do you have somebody that uh, that you could recommend to, to come on? I've got a guest schedule, but I'd love to have somebody else. And she said, well, you know, a friend of mine, you got you to talk to Con Jackson. And here we are. And uh, it's been an awesome hour. I think that uh, at first first glance it may not necessarily look like it was a business show but i think it is there's a lot of points here that uh, if you incorporate these both at home and in your business life i think you'll find some things all we did turn. was tell stories that's right and they and they're, they'll resonate you in different ways but they'll pop up like the zombies krista right yes and we're yeah. back <laughs> <laughs> well, i want to thank you dr david i've learned about hyperbaric chambers and how they help with health <laughs> but I also learned <laughs> I also learned just about you know talking you know just sharing sharing so thank yeah. you for being so open to me being a guest I gotta say this uh, CW and I had the uh, very fortunate opportunity to uh, meet with Dr. Oz a few weeks ago and listen to him uh, speak over about 45 minutes or an hour and uh, he's one of those individuals that he's like a Tony Robbins or like an Andy Stanley that has it it's this quality that it's hard to put your finger on um, but it's somebody that when you're in their presence you just want to shut up and listen mm -hmm. because you know you're going to come out on the other side being a better person i didn't anticipate my re my reaction to him at all uh no uh and uh con jackson you you have it yeah 
I, I described. I we told, don't know what it is, I, but yeah. you have it. Yeah. <laughs> when I when I went up and I got to shake his hand and say that. hello, um, I told him. I said, you know what? I I, I thought you were an, uh, a person who had become an entertainer that was good at your craft and and you know and that you know that you believe in what you do. But I said I said I've come away today knowing that you're true. And he kind of looked at me funny, and I'm like, you're for real. You're you're what you say and you believe. And um, you know to echo what Schwegman said. Um, and I told you that uh, last night because I got that when I talked to you. I think you're true, and so yeah. uh, authentic. It um, just comes across. Yeah, it's very it's natural. for real. So thanks again for uh, making time today, Con Jackson. And I want you to come back, man. We got to figure out a way, a strategy to have you here <laughs> talking with us on a regular basis because this was a lot of fun. And thank you, uh, I think thank we you can, for your time. I think we can. And we appreciate uh, do some your things. listeners. I appreciate. So you'll your come listeners. back then. Absolutely. Thank you. As for, long as she, Krista is wearing yeah. the zombie-proof boots that yeah. I will. protect us. So I will protect us You used us his all. methods. You just brought the desire into the light. That's right. Yes. You, I, I want you, you to come, come back, back yeah. man. Thank That's you right. Very much. God bless. That's right. And thank you, Krista Baruti, producing our show today. Yes. Thank you, everyone uh, out there listening today and uh, to the podcast later on. Thanks for making us a part of your day-to-day. We appreciate it very much. And we look forward to seeing you same time, same place, hopefully uh, with same some more great channel. content. That's, That's right. That same bad times. Come same on back. We'll channel. see you then.